I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. This episode is kind of an exciting one, not only because it's the 10th episode, which kind of feels like a mini podcast milestone, but because this episode is actually kicking off a mini series that's going to explore how less can be better in different parts of your business. So today we're talking about less but better software. Having the right tools as a business owner can save you a ton of time, but you don't need a tool for everything. So we're going to cover the seven types of software that I find crucial to run my business and how those work, how they're organized, how they interact together. And I'm really going to explain from A to Z how I keep my business organized. So right off the bat, before I dive in, I'm going to list these seven types of software tools to consider as a business owner and what each of them is. So the first one is a CRM, a customer relationship management system. And this is kind of a technology for managing your leads and your customers. So a technology that helps you guide customers through that process and automate some of the things that you do for each of your clients, like contracts and invoicing, proposals, automatic emails for inquiries, or even throughout your project process, things like that. The second type of software is a scheduler. I feel like a scheduler is the number one way you can save time. Like You are better than sending emails and manually typing in the times that you are available. You need a scheduler. The third one is a calendar is pretty obvious. The fourth is a project management system. I use ClickUp and I'm going to talk a ton about how I use that. The fifth is a file management system. So a place to store and manage your files, whether that's PDFs or Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, all of those things, a way to organize and manage files. The sixth one is email. Again, a pretty obvious one. The seventh is accounting. So I'm going to dive right in and start talking about number one, which is a CRM. I feel like for busy service providers who are feeling super overwhelmed and kind of scattered and are having a hard time staying on top of their client projects specifically, 
this is a really great place to start in order to organize the projects that you're working on, making sure that your customers are getting that world-class experience and providing that level of experience that allows you to serve them seamlessly, to not be stressed out in your busy seasons and really get the busy work, as much busy work as possible off of your plate when it comes to your client work. Because typically for creatives and service providers, client projects take up a big piece of your time when it comes to working on your business. A lot of your time is spent on these client projects. So automating the onboarding process, automating emails, automating invoicing, all these things that are not fun to do and also are not the best use of your time is a really great place to start. I used Dubsado. HoneyBook is another really popular one. I'll be honest, I've tried a lot of CRMs. 17 Hats is another popular one that I think is a pretty good option as well. Dubsado is my favorite for a few reasons, and it's the one that I'm still using today, but I will say that it's not the perfect system. And I haven't found a software in the CRM category that I feel like I can recommend without some caveats. So I'll share some of those. But the reason I really like Dubsado is because it's a powerful tool. So it is complicated, but there's also advanced automations, which is great. And they are getting better month by month, which I think is really important that a software company, especially software as a service, really prioritizes their product roadmap and are committed to continuing to improve that product. I feel like they do that pretty well. And some of the new features they released have been game changers. But second of all, they also have a scheduler. And so number two is the scheduler. So I'll talk about how I use Dubsado as my scheduler in a second. But it combines two in one, which I think is great. So I definitely think you need a CRM and a scheduler if you are a booked out service provider that needs to save time. But And this is a great thing to do before you hire a virtual assistant too, because you can automate a lot of this stuff and it's lower cost. Dubsado right now is about $35 a month. And here's how I think about that, because comparing software for your business to subscriptions like Netflix or Hulu or other streaming services or even Spotify, like different apps that you use for your personal life, usually those apps are under $15. And so oftentimes when you're looking at subscription for businesses, it seems like it's expensive, but remember how much time you can save. If you're a booked out service provider, think about how much time you spend every month on things like sending proposals, sending emails to your leads, sending invoice reminders, creating invoices, creating contracts and entering in all the details and emailing it back and forth to sign it. I'm sure you're spending more than an hour doing those things every month. Again, if you're an established busy service provider. So if it's $35 a month and you can save even an hour, it is completely worth it. And not even is it saving you time. I think it also enables you to raise your prices because it is a more seamless client experience. Think about when you work with people Think about if you hired somebody and you think it's going to be this great experience and then they email you a contract and you have to print it out and sign it with an actual pen and then find some way to scan it back to your computer and save it somewhere and send it back to them. It's really tedious and it's not the greatest experience and I honestly don't understand why people are still doing that. But if you can make it a better experience, a more seamless experience, if you can save your clients time, if you have clients who are busy and value their time, all of those things add to your customer experience and 
allow you to charge a higher price point. I think having a CRM also allows you to optimize your marketing for your customers. I think a sustainable business is one where your customers are turning into more customers. You're generating referrals. You are retaining those customers. They're becoming brand loyal. They're telling people about how great it is to work with you. But some of those things can be automated. And especially when it comes to the lead process, having a really great process for turning those inquiries into clients is super important. And a CRM can help a lot, like a lot with that in terms of having automatic emails be sent to them with more information or your pricing guide or a link to schedule time on your calendar or just the fact of having a proposal that's really clearly communicated and really easy for them to fill out to book their project and add, you know, upsell them with gallery add-ons or extra hours of work or whatever that might be, doing all of that with the click of a button and having it all laid out for them so that they can see what their total prices as they go. Like all of those things can help you make more money. And once they're set up, they serve you month after month after month. So when you're thinking about $35, like you're going to make it back so quickly if you're a busy service provider so quickly, as long as you're able to get it set up correctly. So I use Dubsado to automate most of my lead process. So all the information that's sent to my client leads when they fill out the form on my website, I use it to automate my onboarding process, making sure that every client is receiving the same information that they need to start their project, automating invoicing so I never have to send an awkward email reminder, all of those things in Dubsado mostly from when someone inquires to when I complete their project are automated in Dubsado. There's definitely parts of the project that I would rather manage in ClickUp, which is my project management system because it requires me to do work outside of Dubsado. So if you are using Dubsado as your project manager, you could potentially include all of those parts of your workflow. For example, when I was using Dubsado for brand photography, a to-do for every client was to create their branding session plan before their photo shoot. And that's something that I did outside of like Dubsado is not a Word document platform, right? So I would have to go to a different software to write down and outline the timeline and the outfits and the props and the shot list, all of those things. And Dubsado in their workflow, they can send a to-do, like, remember, you have to do this one week before the project date and send it to your client or whatever, but they send it in an email, or I guess the option is to either check Dubsado every day so that you know what you would need to get done that day, or you can have them email you in your inbox. And personally, I really hate using my inbox as a task list because it is overwhelming and It's like you're constantly being nudged. I'm like, remember, you're forgetting to do this. Remember, this is important. And it doesn't allow me to plan ahead of time. So I manage all of those things in ClickUp and integrate the two. And in my ClickUp course, there's instructions on how to integrate Dubsado and ClickUp together or really any CRM that has open integration with ClickUp so that you can manage those pieces that you need to do manually in a different system that you are in every day. For Dubsado, it's kind of hands-off. It runs on its own, and I only go in there if I need to check on something, really. Otherwise, everything else is pretty automated. The second one is the scheduler. And again, I also use Dubsado for the scheduler. And Calendly is another really popular option. You can do one type of appointment in Calendly for free. So for example, if you wanted to do discovery call scheduling, you could have a 30-minute discovery call 
it would have to be for 30 minutes and the title that would come up when people brought up the scheduler would be discovery call. But if you wanted to have a separate like one hour coaching call meeting in Calendly, they don't allow you to have two different types of meetings without going to the paid plan. And that is an option. But in Dubsado, if you're paying for the subscription, you can have unlimited schedulers. So I have quite a few different types of schedulers. In Dubsado, I have one for my 30-minute discovery calls. I have automated ones for coaching calls. I have different schedulers for discovery calls. Actually, one of them is just the scheduler. So if someone fills out the contact form on my website, they get sent an email that says, here's more information and here's a link to book discovery call and it goes to the calendar. But if someone inquires with me through... Instagram or through email, for example, or if I'm sending out emails telling and the call to action is to book a discovery call, I still need to collect their information and have them book a discovery call. So there's just like a copy of that same scheduler, but I added a form to it to answer all the same questions that are on my contact form, but it's like a two-in-one form, if that makes sense. So I definitely, yeah, I have two different discovery calls, coaching calls. You could do like a podcast scheduler if you do photography and you know that you only want to take clients on Tuesday and Thursday nights or whatever, you could do a photography scheduler. Or if you have VIP days and you know that you can only do four a month and you have certain days available, you could put that in a scheduler and people could automatically book. It just makes the process so much smoother than sending dates back and forth and people can see your availability and decide for themselves when they want to book something. So I batched my meetings, like I mentioned in previous episodes, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So all of my meeting schedulers are for those two days, and they're just with different windows and different workflows. I'm actually planning to package all of my Dipsada workflows and templates into a mini course in the next few months. So stay tuned for that. I know one thing I hear people say when they are looking at different CRMs or considering ways to automate things, they get into the CRM and are just like so overwhelmed because there is so much that you can do with it. And it's not always the most intuitive thing, especially when they're developing new features and things are being switched around. So I've done a ton of work in Dubsado and I love playing with software. And I feel like the workflow that I've come up with and even the process for inputting things, like you have to do the packages before you do the workflow, you know, the order in which to do everything. I have that down pretty well. And so I'm thinking about packaging that into a mini template. So definitely shoot me an email if you feel like that's a good idea. It's kind of something I've had in the back of my mind. But if I hear from you that it's something that you want, I will definitely do it. So that's Dipsado. I use it for CRM and for scheduler. Super handy, super affordable, super helpful. The third one is Calendar. And I am in G Suite. So I use Google Calendar for everything. And I really love Google Calendar. It allows you to have multiple different types of calendars. So within my jade at jadevoid.co calendar, I am also sharing my personal calendar. So there's like a sub calendar that says personal and all of my personal events are on that calendar. So it's different than my business calendar. Caleb and I, my husband and I, we have a family calendar. So anything that's on our family schedule goes on the family calendar. I have like a community group at my church has a calendar with all the events that we do as a community. So there's a separate calendar for that. And you can really create any sub calendars that you need to create based on what is going on in your life and the people that you're collaborating with. But Google integrates with 
everything. And also it's very pretty. Each of my calendars have a brand color assigned to them, of course. So it's very on brand. It's very minimalistic and it's my style. So G Suite, Google Calendar, that's my jam. Okay, number four is project management. Again, I use ClickUp. You've heard me talk about this a million times. I am a ClickUp girl. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And this is really the hub of my business that brings everything that I'm doing together in one place. So I'm going to park here for a little bit and go a little bit more in depth on how I use ClickUp, what it is. I feel like a project management system is sort of one of the last things that entrepreneurs think about when it comes to organizing their business. But it's so valuable and it's so helpful for helping you structure your work, organize your work, and really get out of your head all of that knowledge about the processes and the to-do lists and things that come naturally to you that maybe you're doing every week or every month and you just do them when you remember them. It's a great way to get that out of your head and into some sort of system so that it's easier to ask for help when you need it. It's easier to outsource things when you need it. It's easier to see what is on your plate and what you need to say no to in the future if you see that things are piling up. It's just a really great way to visualize your business and all of the work on your plate in one place. So this is how my ClickUp space is structured, and this is also how the ClickUp template is structured. So again, I have packaged this template with a mini course that walks you through more in depth with video walkthroughs of how all of this works and how to set it up for yourself and how to add in your own workflows and edit my template workflows to make them work for your business, how to integrate it with your CRM, how to integrate it with your calendar. All those things are in the template mini course, and I will link that in the show notes, but I am going to give you an overview of what this kind of looks like. So if you've never used a task management system, it's sort of just folders within folders within folders. And then the tiniest thing that you can have is a task. So tasks are in lists, lists are in folders, and folders are within spaces. But really, it's folders within folders within folders. That's how I think about it. So I have my Jade Boyd space. And within that space, I have five folders, one for clients, one for marketing, one for my offers, one for ideas and reference materials, and one for personal development. And then outside of those five folders, I have two separate lists, one for admin tasks. So all of the recurring daily, weekly, monthly reminders and just oddball tasks that I need to get done that aren't super important. They're just like admin work that gets pushed till the end of the week. That's all in one task list. And then the other list is the most important list, which is my year-at-a-glance list. And that's how I prioritize what are the top three projects that I am focusing on each month out of the year and sort of what are my goals and how are those broken down into a yearly plan. So when I'm planning out my weeks, my year-at-a-glance is the first list that I look at to see, okay, what's the priority going to be this week? How can I spend my time wisely to make sure I'm getting at least one, if not two or three of these projects done so that I can get closer to my goals? All of that is in the year at a glance. So starting with clients, I have all of my clients in one list right now. I also should say my template is on the free plan. So it teaches you how to organize everything using the free version of ClickUp, which is really advanced and has way more features than Asana, which is the main competitor. I did an Instagram post recently comparing ClickUp versus Asana, and I really don't think there's any comparison. ClickUp is just so advanced, and I love, love their roadmap. Again, like whenever I'm looking at different software options, I make sure to go look at their product roadmap if they have it available publicly to see what they're planning for the future. And ClickUp's 
vision, I guess, for their company or their tagline is one app to rule them all. And they're constantly coming out with new features and new ways to visualize your work. But again, when people get into a software like that, that has so many advanced capabilities, it can be super overwhelming. But after six or seven, I'm losing track of time. It's been like five years maybe using ClickUp. I have like continually edited my process for organizing things and especially as a business owner, like have constantly refined the way that I organize things to make sure it actually makes sense and it's usable and I'm constantly improving it. And I've kind of packaged everything I've learned over the years into that template to make it as easy and simple as possible for you to get started with the basics and get familiar with the software, master it, and then make tweaks of your own to edit it to your business. But that being said, so the template, again, is on the free plan. There are certainly more features and options available on the basic plan, which is $5 per user per month right now, or the business plan, which is right now $9 per user per month. I was able to upgrade to the business plan, and mostly the feature that I like that is a little bit more limited on the free plan is custom fields. I organize everything visually by using custom fields, and I think you can only have a certain number of custom fields on the basic plan. And because I am the person that I am, I upgraded because I really wanted to play with it, and then it stuck. And so... I like it a ton. And I also showed on the template how you can use custom fields if you do want to upgrade later on. You don't have to use them at all. So within my clients, instead of having multiple lists, this this is a long, long explanation coming back to what I was actually trying to say. Within the clients folder, if you have different types of client projects, like if you're a photographer and a coach or if you do family photography and brand photography and newborn photography, and you have different workflows for those different types of projects, then you could create multiple lists and have a list for each type of client project so that you can keep those things together. And if you click on the client folder, you can visualize everything in one place still, but they'll be broken out into different lists. For me, I organize that with custom fields. So all of my clients are in one list, but I just have a custom field that's just like a drop down thing where I click and say, this one is a coaching client, this one is like a VIP day, this one is a speaking engagement. And so that's how I visualize mine. It's the same thing. It's just a different way of doing it. And I prefer using custom fields. But again, it's not completely necessary. And within that client folder, I have this integrated with Dubsado. So my client workflow kicks off when somebody either submits a contact form on my website, at which point I integrated... Dubsado with ClickUp through Zapier. And Zapier is just a software that connects multiple softwares together. So you can set up when a trigger happens on one software, another action happens on a different software. So the trigger for this Zap is when somebody fills out my contact form on my website, which is really a Dubsado form. That's the trigger. And whenever that happens, that client's name pops into my client folder in ClickUp automatically. And the workflow is applied to that task for that client. And again, the workflow in ClickUp is only the things that I would need to do manually in order to fulfill that project. So like creating the contract or sending invoice reminders, anything like that that is automated in Dubsado does not pop into ClickUp. And you can kind of choose how you want to manage your workflow if you want to use both types of software. But this is a really good way for me to visualize all my clients in one place. I also have a custom field set up for the month the project might take place. So I can go to this list instead of like when a new client comes in or if I'm on a discovery call and we're looking at the calendar, 
I don't have to flip through my calendar and like, okay, how many clients do I have next month? Do I have any time for another VIP day? Or let's go a couple months out and like look week after week after week. I just go to ClickUp, open this folder and I can see like, oh, I have four VIP days in March, for example. I probably don't want any more. And I can see that at a glance instead of having to go through my calendar and count that up while I'm talking with someone or any time that a client lead comes in. So that's mostly how I use the client folder. My workflows and ClickUp are automated based on the project date. So if I change the date of the project, all of the subtasks within that project will also change. So for example, if I needed to send a like welcome packet at least a week before the client project, the reminder to do that would pop up a week before the client project. And so all my client stuff is in one place, but it's also in the same place as everything else. So I'm in the software every single day and every day I know exactly what I need to get done in order to stay on top of things in my business. And it's allowed me so much headspace. It's life-changing. I just, I cannot say enough good things about having a project management system. So good. And that's only clients. So after clients, we have marketing and under marketing, I have different lists. So marketing is the folder. And then I have lists for the podcast, for collaborations, for my blog, email, Instagram, my website, Pinterest, and Google My Business, which is changing. And I need to figure that out, but I'm procrastinating because I don't want to do it. But anyway, all of my working channels that I do recurring tasks for or generate content for consistently, all of my ideas, all of my projects that are in process, everything is organized in this marketing folder. And when I click on the marketing folder, again, I can see all of my marketing activities on a calendar, which is super helpful to see how all the pieces are working together. So I didn't mention this, but ClickUp has multiple views. So within my marketing folder, I can view all of my marketing tasks either in a list, I can view them in a board like Trello, or I can view them in a calendar. And those are the three views that I keep on every single folder in my space. There are probably 10-ish more views that you could add, like a Gantt chart, you could do a timeline, a table, a mind map, You could see your tasks by workload or by activity and even on a map, like a physical map, if you tag locations in your tasks. So there's a lot of options that you can do. I stick to list board and calendar most often. And I find those are kind of the basic views that you want to have and super helpful within marketing. I use the calendar one a lot just to see within a month how everything is laid out to make sure that things are spread out the way that they should be between the different platforms and honestly to see where the gaps are and to see all of the topics and how they work together on different platforms too. It's just been really helpful for me. But also whenever I have an idea on like, oh, that would be a great podcast series or great podcast episode, I go into the podcast list and I dump the idea within my podcast list. And then again, I use custom fields, but you could use an automation or you could just use a simple template if you're on the free plan. But whenever I choose, I have a custom field for whether it's a guest or a solo episode. So I put my ID in there. And if it's a guest episode, I'll change that custom field to guest. And then it'll automatically add in the workflow for a guest episode. And if it's a solo episode, when I click solo, it'll automatically add the workflow for a solo episode. And then I have another custom field for the month. So I can see at a glance in the list view, just making sure that topics make sense for the month that they're in and that I have at least two episodes for every month. 
And it's all in my brand colors. And again, it's super pretty, which is sounds silly, but it, it makes it a lot more fun <laughs> to work in this space. And it's kind of energizing for me. So if your brain works like mine, it can be a ton of fun and maybe make work that's not as fun a little bit more fun. So that's the podcast one. Collaborations, again, I just keep track of like, oh, this person has a similar audience as me or this person is doing something similarly. Maybe we can collaborate in the future. I dump all of those ideas in this list. I have an automation for the podcast. Whenever a podcast episode is recorded automatically, it's hard to explain without having you see this, but you can change the status. So a status can move from it's just an idea to it's in progress to it's in review to it's done. And ClickUp, this is different than Asana. In ClickUp, you can create custom statuses for any list that you have. So my podcast statuses are idea, interview booked is the next step, episode recorded is the third step, and then closed is when it's published. So whenever I say that an interview is booked, ClickUp will automatically create another task with a blog workflow in the blog list so that I never miss blogging a podcast episode and the blog is always live before the podcast episode goes live. So that is automated so that I never have to remember last minute and like, oh crap, I forgot to create the blog post for that podcast episode. I always have the reminders when I need them and far enough in advance where if I can't get them done, I know there's enough time where I can get that done before I need to. So blog email is really, really simple. I try to send an email once a week. And again, I just dump my ideas in there and kind of split up which emails are going in each week. There's also an automation for whenever a podcast episode is completed, meaning that it has been published, that that podcast episode title goes into my email list so I can kind of see which podcast episodes I've sent emails about. I don't always send a specific email to announce each specific podcast, but if I miss a few weeks and they're like, oh, I haven't talked about these three podcasts that's my trigger that like, oh, I could send an update about something and include links to these three podcasts since I haven't talked about them yet. And that's the email list. Instagram has the most ideas because they're micro content, right? So I have it split out by my content pillars, which has been extremely helpful for me in planning my content. If you go back and listen to one of my earlier episodes, I think it might be episode four or five about how I plan my monthly content. I talk about my brand pillars and how each day of the week is a different pillar. So I have those set up as custom fields. So when I have an idea, I'll put it in ClickUp and I'll tag it. I'm like, oh, this is marketing education or this is a tip on productivity or this is a client testimonial. The client testimonials also automatically get dumped in through a zap from my Google Forms. So that content is kind of automated for me or whether this is just like a general for entrepreneurs or this is like a personal topic that I want to share on Instagram. I have all those tagged by ideas. So if I go in here and I'm like, okay, it's Friday, what I want to post about, I'll just scroll to what is my Friday for entrepreneurs is like my typical Friday topic or personal content really. So I'll go specifically look at those ideas. So I'm not sifting through and reading all of like the marketing and productivity tips that I have dumped in here because I know that's not the type of content that I'm looking to post. And if I was like, oh, hey, I want to talk about this today because it made sense, I could go specifically to those ideas and choose them. I also have a custom field set up for the month that I want to talk about them in. So I have an annual plan for my business and I've kind of mapped out for the rest of the year 
each month has a certain service and a certain topic that I want to talk about that month to strategically tie into my business goals. So depending on the idea, if it relates very specifically to like a service that I'm launching or a topic that I know I'm going to be talking about during a certain month, I'll tag it for that month. So when it goes to plan, when I go to plan monthly content for May, for example, right now I have like 25 ideas tagged specifically for May because I know they tie into my business goals for the month of May. So it makes it a lot easier on me to organize those ideas as I have them. So when I do go to content plan, it's not so overwhelming. Half the work is already done for me. So my Instagram list is probably the most complicated one, but it's very helpful. My website also has a zap. So whenever somebody fills out a customer testimonial form, that automatically appears in my website channel So or my website list. So I know that each new testimonial that I get, all of them have a task to be added to my website under testimonials. And so when I come to update my website, I'll always check this list. Like if I'm in my website updating something else, I'll check this list to see if there's any quick updates that I can make while I'm in there. And I also have like a reminder every year to update the privacy terms, read over the terms and conditions, stuff like that. And any other content that I want to add to my website, I jump in this list or any ideas that I have. Like I would love to create a video on my website explaining my services on my sales page or even the template eventually. So those things are in here. Also, I just did like a behind the scenes video. Well, I haven't thought about like where to put it on my website yet, but I know I want to. So that's dumped in here. It's just kind of a catch all for my website. Pinterest mostly has recurring tasks and all of the content that I pin is from other channels at this point. So I'm hoping I can have someone on the podcast later on to talk about Pinterest strategy because it's something that I really want to learn more about too. But Pinterest is kind of other content being repurposed for me right now. And then again, Google My Business, who knows what's going to happen with that. I will deal with that later. So all of that was in the marketing folder. And I honestly have no idea how people manage all of that without something like ClickUp. I, yeah, props to you if you're able to keep all that in your head. I have no idea how I'd be able to do that. The third one is my offers. So I have each of my offers listed as a task and I can kind of see what the price point is and which sales funnel it's part of. And so whenever I'm thinking about adding new offers, to my business, I look at this list because I can organize them on like, okay, where are the lead generators? Where are like the pocket products? Where are the high ticket items? Like, does it make sense to add another service at this price point? Or like, how does this tie into my current sales funnel? I think it's really important to have your services and products tie closely together and work, like have mutual benefits and really be cohesive. So I think really strategically about that when I'm thinking about adding products and services like the Dipsado template or anything else and see like, okay, which lead generators does this tie into or do I need to make a new lead generator in order to drive traffic to that product? Like, what does this look like? I also add links to the landing pages. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm on Instagram stories and I need to find a link to one of my freebies, it drives me insane to have to open like a web browser, go to my website and then click around like, oh, where did I link this freebie? It started driving me insane. So I added place and click up to have the sales page or the landing page for the freebies. So whenever I'm talking about a freebie on Instagram stories, I can just open click up. I know exactly where it's at, copy the link, go back to Instagram. It makes it a lot faster to have everything in one place. And again, if you have a team, I think it's even more important to have all that information in one place so that people can find it and know exactly what you're talking about and see 
all of this in one place for themselves too. The next folder is ideas and references. I use ClickUp for business and personal. I know a lot of people like to separate them and you can absolutely do that. But for ideas and references in my space, I have all the ideas and references for everything in my life. And this isn't even really a task list. Again, it's just mostly ideas. And if I want to turn one of these ideas into something that I'm actually going to take action on, I'll put a due date on it. So I have a list for like friends, like things that I want to do with my friends this year or like we want to have a fall party at our house and stuff like that. I'll dump those ideas in here and again, put due dates on them if I need them. I have a list of birthdays. So like all my friends and family who I want to remember to send them a card or wish them happy birthday, they're here. So I get that reminder. I know that Facebook is that type of thing for most people. But again, if you go back to how I plan my monthly content, you'll remember that I am never on Facebook and I really don't like it. So I also have all notifications turned off and I do not get notified when people's birthdays are or anything. So the people that matter, they're in ClickUp and I get reminded when I need to do that. I have a list for like date night ideas. So if something fun is happening or like when the ideas is to take the strengths assessment and talk about it, things like that. I just dump all those things in here. That's been an idea for a long time, but we haven't done it. That's most of these ideas, but it makes me feel better that I've dumped them in one place at least. I have a list for recipes too. I don't use this super often. I'm honestly, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this in here or not, but when I find a good recipe... I sometimes dump it in here in their categories by like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. And that's pretty much ideas and reference. That's really just a dump all for those things in your business where it's like, what if I did this? What if I did this? A lot of those things can become really distracting. And especially if you're writing those things down in your to-do list, it becomes overwhelming really quickly and really easy to confuse what's important and needs to get done and what is just like an idea that can be put on the back burner for later. So I think it's really important no matter if you're using a project management system or a paper planner or something else to have a separate place to put those ideas so that they're not distracting you from what you already know is important day to day. The last folder is personal development and I have a different list for courses and podcasts and articles. The really cool thing about ClickUp is that you can emails or like forward your emails to any list within ClickUp. You can just save the address in your email. So I have an email address for podcast slash articles. So if I get an email from somebody's newsletter that I'm on and they have a really interesting new podcast episode, I will just forward that email to the ClickUp list. And then all of those podcast episodes that I know I want to listen to, but I'm probably never going to find later on <laughs> if I you know, have a long drive or something, I'm not going to remember them. I dump them in ClickUp and then I mark them off as I'm going. The whole email text is saved in there. So the links are always in the task, which makes it super easy. If I sign up for a digital course or like a mini course or anything like that, and I know that I don't have time soon to do it, but I know I do want to do it, I'll put it in this list. And that also helps me prioritize like, okay, this month, how much time do I actually have for personal development and which one of these courses makes the most sense for me to spend time on this month based on what's going on in my business. So again, it's a way to see everything in one place and also make sure that if I sign up for subscriptions or something like that, like a one-year subscription to a program or anything that that might be that I have the reminder to cancel it before it renews. So if I know that I want to do everything and then cancel it before I get charged again, I'll put that due date in here and click up as well so that I can make sure that I cancel it or at least have the reminder that like, hey, this payment is going to 
be charged soon. Do you want to cancel this or not? So that is organized in there as well. Okay, last two things. I told you ClickUp was going to be a big one. So last two lists, I promise. So the admin list organizes, again, all of those recurring tasks in my business. So I have a custom field set up to categorize these tasks by things that I do once a year. Like, and again, I combine business and personal. So I even have like, hey, we should check the fire alarms or need to remember to schedule somebody to trim our trees in the spring, things like that. I put those in the annual category in quarterly, like pay sales tax, some personal things in quarterly, monthly, I have my monthly review and the entire checklist I go through every month to make sure I'm tracking analytics, making sure like my financials are up to date, all those things and monthly content planning. In the weekly, I have my weekly review checklist. So I check the subtasks off as they go every week. I even remind myself to water my plants or at least check on my plants to see how they're doing once a week. And then all of the other random things that aren't super important, but like, hey, I want to remember to do this later on. I'm just going to set a reminder and put it in my admin task. And I do, I batch all my admin tasks on Fridays. So most of these due dates are set to occur every Friday or like once a month on Friday or every week on Friday. If it's on the year, it's like the first Friday of the year or whatever. And then the last one is, again, the year at a glance list where I organize all of my projects for the year. Not all of my projects, but all of the projects that are directly related to my goals. So when I sit down and plan out my annual plan, which is also something that I help my clients do during strategy VIP days, we start by planning out the goals for the year breaking them down into the most important projects that are actually going to drive the needle and then prioritizing each month no more than three big projects to focus on during that month on top of everything else in the business. So it's great if you can complete more than three projects a month. That is fantastic. And there's probably going to be some months during the year that you do that. If you do, great. You can either like celebrate, maybe. That's a great idea, right? Take a pause and actually celebrate accomplishing your work ahead of time. Or if you still have the energy, you can continue and like knock out a project from next month and move it up so that your timeline is a little bit faster and you're able to accomplish more in the year. But I think that people can be really unrealistic, including myself. I can say like, oh, these 10 projects are important and it'd be great if they could all get done in April. So we'll just dump all those there. But when you sit back and think about it, it's not super realistic. So what I do for myself and what I help my clients do is figure out what are the top three projects that matter the most and how can you have less but more important projects on your plate each month. And my year at a glance is where I organize all of that. And after VIP days, I also give clients my ClickUp template and help them set that up themselves. But all of those projects are organized here. And again, week after week, month after month, when I'm figuring out, okay, what's going on this month? What do I need to do today? Or what's my top priority this week? This is the first list that I go to. So that is my ClickUp space at a glance. I hope that it doesn't seem overwhelming to me. It seems extremely simple. But again, my space is on the business plan and it's probably more complicated than most people's spaces are. Not that it's complicated, but it took a lot of time for me to figure out how to add in the certain fields and views to get it to where it worked really, really well for me. And it's very simple to use. But the template that I sell is on the free plan and it is really bare bones, very simple, like what you absolutely need to get started, still very helpful. But I always believe simple processes are the best processes. You don't need your processes or systems to add 
more confusion to your plate, the idea is that they would do the opposite, right? So with the template, I broke it down as simply as possible, give you a tour of everything in ClickUp and what you need to know. After that, it's just a matter of using it and exploring. And as you use it, you'll come up with different questions on like, well, what if I tried to do this? How would I do that within the software? And Google and figure it out and then make it happen. But gradual changes to build up to a system that really works for you and your business, I think is what works best. And the ClickUp template is a great place to start if you're looking for a project management system, but are one of those people who are like, whoa, I signed up for a free trial. I went in there and it made me want to cry. And then I left and I never thought about it. <laughs> like it gets easier. It's like anything. Like think about when you download any app or software, it always feels overwhelming at first until you get familiar. And then it seems super simple. All right, let's move on to file management. I use Google Drive. Again, I'm on G Suite. G Suite is only about $6 a month right now, and it works extremely well. G Suite also works with Zapier and allows you to integrate things through email. So there are some integrations on Zapier that are only available for G Suite users. They're not available for just regular Google accounts. So you do need to be aware of that when you're looking at Zapier. There may be some zaps that you can't use if you're not in the G Suite platform. But I do use G Suite. I have Google Drive. I also have like a personal Google account with a Google Drive. So I use both for different purposes. But I manage all of my files in Google Drive and the hierarchy on how I set up my folders in Google Drive is the exact same as ClickUp. So it makes it really easy for me to find the documents that relate to the projects that I'm working on. So within my Google Drive, the projects are just a tiny bit different because finance plays a bigger role with the documentation than it does in the actual task management. It's really just like once a month I talk to my accountant at this point. So within Google Drive, I have a folder for my offers. Again, that's a list in ClickUp and I have a folder in Google Drive. I have a folder for marketing, a folder for clients, a folder for my finances, a folder for personal development documents, a folder for random ideas and reference material, and a folder for admin. So that's seven different folders. And that is everything in my business in those seven folders. Of course, there's subfolders and I'm not going to read off every subfolder in my space, but it correlates with my ClickUp template. And that's the way that I think about my business. And it makes it a lot easier for me to find things when those two systems are not organized differently. The other thing that I love about G Suite is that it is synced to my document. So although all those files are in the cloud, they're backed up, they're safe. I also sync them to my desktop. So they're not taking up space on my desktop unless the document is open, but I can go into my file finder on my Mac and there's a folder on the side, just like your desktop folder or your documents folder. There's just a Google Drive folder. So I can go in my Google Drive, look up documents and open them on my Mac on the desktop if I need to. Or if there's something I'm saving to Google Drive, instead of having to open Google Drive, locate the folder, and then drag and drop the document, I can just drag it into the folder on my desktop and it'll automatically upload it to the cloud for me. So that is super helpful and saves me a lot of time and helps me organize like the cloud and my desktop in one place seamlessly, which is super helpful. The other note on file management is that if you are a creative, there might be certain types of files that don't work in Google Drive. So for example, as a photographer, sharing photos was Google Drive was not the best platform to do that. So when I was sharing galleries, I was using Pixie Set. 
and there might be other file management tools that you need for your business. But honestly, Google Drive, you can do a lot with. You can even share photos (laughs) through Google Drive if you have your settings correctly not to compress them. Is it the greatest client experience or delivery experience? Probably not. But does it get the job done? Absolutely. Okay, the sixth software platform is email. Again, very obvious. And by now, you know that I use Gmail. I use G Suite. I really love it. A couple things that I wanted to call out. One of my favorite zaps is a zap for receipts. And organizing receipts and saving receipts is one of the most annoying things I find about organizing in my business because you get those tiny receipts for like everything. And it seems like busy work to me to have to save those and organize those for tax season, especially on digital software. Not that you couldn't like go into the software later and find them, but my bookkeeper recommends having all of my receipts saved per month. So having, again, in my finances folder in Google Drive, I have a folder for receipts and within receipts, there's like the year. So within the year 2022, there's a folder for each month within that year. And what happens, I have a label set up in G Suite for taxes and receipts. So anything related to taxes or receipts, I drag it into this label in G Suite. And then I have a zap set up that, again, probably only works with G Suite. It probably doesn't work with personal accounts, but you could test that out. Whenever I drag an email into that tag in Gmail, automatically that attachment the receipt that is attached to that gets uploaded to my receipts folder in Google Drive. And then in my weekly review, I clean out my downloads folder. So any receipts or like anything that happens to be in my downloads folder, if I got it from somewhere else, I'll put them in that folder. And then the zap is set up to also put the date that that receipt was added to Google Drive. So if I got an email about a receipt on April 22nd, for example, and dragged it into that label on April 22nd, the date would pop up in the name of the file and the person who sent that receipt. So within Google Drive, it would automatically have the receipt file, have the date, have the person, like the invoice person who charged my credit card. And so it's really easy from there to drag that into the appropriate folder based on what month that receipt was in. And that has saved me a ton of time because just dragging and dropping those into the right folders, technically I wouldn't even have to organize them by month as long as they're in the receipts folder with the date on them. They're pretty organized, but I like clean folders, so I do drag them into the certain month. And that has saved me a ton of time versus downloading them, opening Google Drive, dragging and dropping them every single time I get a receipt. Okay, very last one. We're coming to the end here is accounting. I think when you're first starting out, you can get away with using a Google spreadsheet if you understand how a profit and loss statement works or you're willing to learn how a profit and loss statement works and you're able to track that yourself. For the longest time before I had a bookkeeper, I used a mix of Wave, which is a free accounting software. And then for my revenue, it got a lot more complicated using different payment systems and some of my services were taxable and some of them were not. So I manually tracked that at the end of each month in an Excel spreadsheet, and I created my own profit and loss statements. If you have a good understanding of finance and you're able to do that for yourself, totally fine. Now that I've outsourced my bookkeeping, I don't touch any of that anymore. Everything is automated and my bookkeeper reconciles everything. She categorizes everything. She sends me my P&L every month. She 
figures out how much sales tax I owe each quarter and it is life-changing. But she uses QuickBooks and so I use QuickBooks for that right now. But I think if you haven't outsourced anything in your business and you hate finance and it stresses you out, that is like the number one thing. It has saved me so much time and stress just knowing that my numbers are correct and I don't have to touch them. So the last thing to think of is accounting software. I feel like a software system like QuickBooks or Wave, I think Wave is way easier for the beginner to understand. Even if you're just tracking your expenses, which is what I was doing in Wave, I just synced my credit card in my bank account so that any expense that came through, I could tag that under the different categories. So at the end of the year, I had a summary of all my expenses by the category. That was super easy to do. And Wave, again, is free. So there's no reason not to. On the revenue side, it does get a little bit more complicated. And so you could either take the time to understand Wave and how to separate everything out, or you could do what I did and just use a spreadsheet, whatever works for you. But those are the seven software systems that I would recommend every business owner consider if they want to keep organized. And this is a big, long summary of how I organize basically everything in my business and stay on top of things. I'm constantly improving my system. And so I'm iterating on this week after week and month after month as I'm learning what works and doesn't work. And as I'm discovering new software platforms or even new features within the software that I use and love, Don't think that you need to set up a way to organize your business and it's going to be like that forever. Think about it like a space in your house. In different seasons, you organize your house differently based on what's needed, right? And based on like what your lifestyle looks like during that season. And I feel like software is the same. It's okay to change it. It's okay to mix it up. It's okay to keep learning and keep growing and keep discovering ways that you can save time by being more organized. But please do consider that if you are not organized in any of these areas, you are losing a ton of time by searching for these things over and over again, by sending the same emails over and over again. A lot of this is completely automated at this point, and I spend very little time organizing my business. Did it take me a ton of time to come to like the point where I'm as organized as I am now? Absolutely. And that's okay. It is a process, but it does save me hours, like definitely hours every week now that I have these systems set up. So I hope you found something helpful from this episode, either a tip or a tool that you haven't used yet. I'd love to hear your own organizing tips for running your business. So if there's anything that you think I missed and you want to reach out, I would love to have the conversation and maybe feature your tip on a future episode so you can get my contact information in the show notes and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadevoid.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. 
The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.